Bruce Brothers Football Freaks, 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 All right, we're back. The Bruce Brothers Power Hour is back. We have a new theme song that you all just heard. Uh, thanks, courtesy to league member Don. Don is uh, dropping his new album at the end of the month, which we will promote on future pods. Right. Wait, are we live? We're live. Oh, cool. Thanks, Don. Do you know what Don's album name is? I'm not sure. Artist name? I'm not sure about either of the above. It's just Don. I mean, Don is a good name. It works. To be a rapper with. There's probably another Don, though. Or DJ. DJ Don. DJ Don. DJ Don. Don Don. Don Don. Lil Don? Big Don. Big Don. Yeah, why don't... Maybe they start going big instead of... Like, Lil has been hot for 20 years. Why don't we do big now? Yeah, big. It's... it's, it's Everything's a cycle. It just goes back and forth. It's big time. Beefy Don. Yeah. Beefy Don. All right. League needs to brainstorm names for Don as an artist. Brain. Best name Don has to go with. That's just... uh, That's what we're going to do here. Love it. All right. So, we've got... We've got Big R... We've got Big Al and we've got Big Jer on the round table pod. Howdy. Can I start with my statement? <laughs> All right, let's hear the statement. It's the first thing. It's got to go first. Nothing else will make sense if I don't. Um, so I'd like to prepare. I've, I've prepared a statement. Is it written? I have not written it down, unlike this nerd Jer over here. I just have it in my brain where I keep things. And my statement is as follows. For the rest of this podcast, I will not discuss any fantasy football-related topics of any kind. I am doing this because I was eliminated from the playoffs in cruel fashion, and I am boycotting fantasy discussions for the next hour, hour and a half. Hey, maybe it's going to be a few months. I don't know. But that's all I have to say about that. So if you hear me not talking about football and talking about literally everything else now you know why that's all i have to say we reject we won't be taking questions at this time statement rejected simple rejected it wasn't wasn't a question it's it's rejected kev i i think i have an important question here even though he rejected follow-up questions as well Mm. if we do catch you talking about fantasy football at any point i think there needs to be a punishment Mm. to hold you accountable for this big statement you just I'm i'm good with that what are you thinking it's a great question. Um, what do we have in this apartment that we could use to you could slap me around? I could do a naked lap. There's a lot of good options. First of all, you haven't been eliminated yet. Let's just start there. All but eliminated. All my but whole, eliminated. My best not, players hurt. My runner-up tight end also out. I'm toast. Not eliminated yet. And also, cruel toast. fashion. 
cruel fashion. What's, what's yeah, I just fashion? feel like my team is good enough to be in the playoffs, and it isn't. I I view that as cruel in any other well, in any get any sort that. of way. We can absolutely. Well, I'm get sure it. you guys, there are three capable men here to discuss, and I'm sure you'll get into it. Hey. I think if Ari does discuss fantasy football at any point here, he has to watch a full the the full troll two. Yes, and then come back next uh, next episode and kind of give us a little a little breakdown of his thoughts. Deal. If you say, if you cut, even if it, you give a yes or a no, an opinion on anything fantasy related, you have to view Troll 2 between now and the next pod. As long as it's not part of a segue into a different com- comment, a different topic, agreed. But if I even just, hey, do you agree with that, Ari? And you, you give a yes or a no, that is Troll 2. Unless it like it's about fantasy and our league, sure, yes. yeah, deal. Real football, deal. real football is exempt. I will talk Eagles. Yeah. I will talk World Cup. I will talk TV. I will talk alternative milks. I will talk dogs. <laughs> I'll talk uh, any number of topics we, you'd like. I, I don't think this is on the agenda. I'm curious on the alternative milks thing, so let's let's hear. I'm not prepared to go all the way in, but basically, I think that calling any of these alternative milks milk is extremely, extremely insensitive. And rude, frankly, to cows, and anything that what about the milks, things that get milked? and anything that gets milked. I think it is juice. These things have been squashed. They have been so. What you're juiced. saying? You're they saying? have not been milked, and it is unfair to all the moms out there who yeah. do the milking. It's, right. it's absolute bullshit, it's and they should fix that. It's misogynist. It's misogynist. Yeah. It's anti-nipple, which I'm very pro-nipple, as you guys know, and. I won't stand for it. I like to consume them sometimes. I will admit that. Nipples but I don't call them oat milk. Both. So you, I, I will call it oat okay. liquid, oat water, oat, oat juice. There's no chance you go to a coffee shop and you say – I just I, say oat. You just say oat? Yeah, I have a uh, iced coffee with oat. They always know. I don't say milk. I won't say milk. That's my theory. It's bullshit. All right. We need to save this for the end. <laughs> Gotta save the the oat the oat milk stuff for the end. No oat juice, I will accept. Oat juice, almond juice, really? I'll accept. It's not a milk. A milk is a it's milk. Why? Something is milk. What about milk? Do you consider so holy that you can't? It's call an it action. Milk? It's an you are milking something. <laughs> like you can't milk an oat. It's fucked up. I got nipples. Right, can you milk me? Exactly. I can. I can't milk an oat. All right, fair enough. All right, we get to the bottom. All right, let's talk. Let's talk football, Kevin. Yeah, let's talk football, guys. I'm glad we have a we have Jeremy and Al on the podcast here, or else we wouldn't have a lot to go through. Um, all right, a lot has happened in the league over the last few weeks. It's been a month since our last podcast. Trade deadline has passed. We're at the last regular season week. There's been tanking drama. Um, some teams have been eliminated. Some teams are are hot, the seeding's getting figured out, but we got to quickly recap all the big trades that happened. Uh, you know, don't have to go super into all of them, but all the ones since uh, since the last one we covered, which was Al's Eckler trade. So we're just going to do that here segment quickly. You can just do who won, who lost, any thoughts. Don Nate traded 25 second for Michael Gallup. Any thoughts? Uh, Don and Nate lost. Agree. Okay, here's a big one. Chad trades Cooper Cup, Rashad White, 23-third for Jamar Chase and a 23-third. So a third swap. Basically, Cup and Rashad White for Chase. 
this was a move made in the first week of November as Link and Larry were pushing the chips in and Chad was selling. Yeah, I I cannot believe in the year 2022 someone has the audacity of trading Jamar Chase in a dynasty fantasy football league. I thought we would have learned our lesson when Mr. Alan Sadler over here somehow obtained Justin Jefferson in a trade that really came out to basically like peanuts for him. The fact that we didn't learn from that and not allow wide receivers of that caliber to be traded and moving hands, especially for an older receiver like Cooper Cup, it's pretty mind-blowing to me. I understand why it happened. You know, you're trying to win now, pushing the chips, but I hope this is a moment we can look forward on and look back on in the future and see as like, okay, you have a 23-year-old amazing top three wide receiver. Like, you cannot give up that asset under almost any circumstances without like numerous first-round picks. Yeah, I, I also thought it was a bit of an overpay for Cup um, in that, I mean, obviously no one can predict Cup getting injured immediately. Right. Um, but also, like, I, I think Cup is, like, if you just watch him play, like, is pretty Stafford dependent. I mean, don't get me wrong, Cup is a great receiver, but, like, he and Stafford are, like, I, they have a connection that, like, I've never seen. Like, Stafford will just not look at anyone else for a full quarter he'll like only look at his first read which is cup and then throw it to cup so like Stafford being as old as he is and like talking about retirement before the season makes that a little bit sketchy about cup's future and then trading a guy like chase who you know is going to be good for a really long time is you know probably an overpay i will say it was smart for them to get rashad white yeah because he could be an rb1 rb2 for the foreseeable future. Um, he seems to be like pretty good. The Bucks seem to like him. Um, so I will say, like, I, I don't think it's like a, a complete disaster. Like Cup can come back next year and be totally fine. And Rashad White is good. And it's not, you know, that big of a deal. But probably a little bit overpay. I think they're yeah. still going to make the playoffs, even with uh, Cup out. Yeah, I agree. I think one thing I just want to clarify, like, I totally agree with Alan. Rashad White piece is big and Cooper Cup's amazing. I think to me, it's just a difference of there are certain players in a dynasty league that I feel like should be probably untouchable. And Jamar Chase was definitely that. The value they got back for it made sense to me. But yeah, these young receivers who are going to be around, like uh, for you, Waddle, like to me, Waddle is basically untouchable. Amonra potentially too. You'd really have to be getting Tony. Tony, right. Yeah, of course, naturally. Tony. Um, Right. Yeah. Honestly, I'm stumped. Based on that, so I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, always... Christian Watson and Zach Ertz. How are we feeling? <laughs> Ari, any thoughts on this one? That, that one raised my eyebrows, Ari. You need to take a lap? No comment. No comment. There is no, no comment number one. That's He's just funny. here so he won't get fined. But... Okay. All right. Well, I'll represent Ari and Singer here and because uh, I know the sentiment. Because he said it a million times before he made his statement, but he would still Bullshit. he would still do this trade over again because it was the the right process but the wrong outcome. Yeah, um, <laughs> I've heard Ari talk about that he is a man of science and that that is how 
he operates. And to that, I that is consistent. That is consistent, to be fair. Yeah, but like science rules. That also makes me question, are you a serial killer? Because there's no human being on Earth that can see what's happening out here and not have an emotional, visceral reaction. I think I would be jumping off of our balcony if I was in your shoes. Jimmy, I don't, I don't know if like you've got some issues, man. I don't do. put those on me, man. I don't think his pulse even like went up when he's watching you know, 60-yard Christian Watson touchdown. He's very good at hiding it if, if his blood pressure is going up when that's happening. I mean – to be fair, I don't know if you've noticed, but he's not talking about fantasy football right now. What does and he look like? Know. Swing me around. He's, he's oh yeah, okay. <laughs> he's really barely holding it together here. Okay. Um Zach Ertz, <laughs> that's a shame, by the way. Alpha season also almost immediately. Yeah. I kind of agree. I mean, look, it, it was good process. Zach Ertz was like the number three tight end before he got hurt. Watson was Ari, all you have to do to chip in is watch Troll 2. That's it. You can give it two cents here. I was wondering, is my, are my chips making too much noise? you think the microphone is picking up the chips? No, you're good with the chip noise. That's good? Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I, I, just to, to finish my thought on that, I feel like – I think it was one of you guys that said that Christian Watson's given some Claypool vibes in terms of like – That would be me. Yeah, all of his touches – are touchdowns right which is like looks awesome and like could be a skill but it's typically not a skill and there's a chance that there's a huge regression after this and it's not as big of a regret as you know we think it is down the road although right now i'm sure ari would have been really happy to have watson in his lineup instead of hurts yeah, and I think also, again, like the Ertz injury is such an important part of this. Like if Ertz doesn't get injured, I think even now with the injury, Ertz is still a top five tight end in the league this year, even though he hasn't played in weeks at this point. So number four. Uh, so Ari, <laughs> pause, pause, technicality. Yeah. Ratting him out on this because he needs to be said. <laughs> he needs to be exposed. It was that explicitly was good. said talking. That was good. It was explicitly talking. What did I he just do? Did he for, say for those in our listening audience who aren't, who aren't paying the premium to watch us on video. Um, we're, we're all, pay for video. It's we're, a lot better. We're all in, totally nude. Um, Ari we're put in. his hands up with four digits, uh, indicating that Zach Ertz is the number four tight end. Wow. Wow. That is, I think you have to maybe watch Troll 1 if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> the Netflix one? I'll watch that. Or he has to watch that documentary that's about no, Troll As the lawyers can attest, it was... <laughs> You cannot talk about it. Yeah. We'll table we'll that. Haven't done that. We'll table that for now, but I appreciate it. I don't know if that holds up. But. Ooh. Ooh. Guys, keep an eye out. I want to hear about more of this sort of these physical responses that we can't, we can't <laughs> see. We'll pass along the mannerisms and everything, but I do appreciate the, the weighing in. Zachary, it's still the number four tight end, even not playing numerous weeks. The Christian Watson thing is a high variance situation. It's not guaranteed it continues long term if Rodgers retires. You know, I don't believe in Jordan Love, so um, it makes sense. I just to make this stink that he truly doesn't care is crazy to me because that's his boy. And All right. I just don't believe it. Yeah, um, great trade for Love Dobbies, by the way. Amazing trade. Yeah. Like, yeah. uh, home run knocked it out of the park at the perfect time you hold yeah. on to him a week longer you've got you know 30 something year old Ertz with a with a torn ACL and you don't have Christian Watson so that's how you sell high that's selling high 
And then they also made another trade the next day here. They traded Christian Kirk, who is a wide receiver one right now, and 23rd to podcast participant at the moment, Jeremy, who is here <laughs> to comment on this. for Calvin. What an endorsement. What an intro. I almost spit out my wallet. And now, weighing in at <laughs> six foot... 250 pounds, podcast participant, Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy's Jeremy's gravestone. <laughs> 1993, whatever. He was a podcast participant. Nothing else. But wait, rewind for a second. Six foot? That's what That's I see. Great. That's what I see. Six foot well. 250. Is that what hey, you said? Big boy. He's a bit much. <laughs> Maybe I'll put this burrito down. I don't know. Yeah. Putting out a lot of weight. But Calvin, <laughs> Calvin Ridley, and a, and a forward. Joan, podcast participant. <laughs> Jeremy both of them. <laughs> I didn't know how else to put it. <laughs> Try to spice it up a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah, it's good. You'll turn the heat up too much. Hey, I'll let you guys weigh in on this first. It's my trade, so. Yeah. Uh, I was about to eat a chip, but I'll, <laughs> I'll opt out and talk about your trade. Um, I, I thought it was a great trade for you. I mean, Kirk, I think, has been kind of like. Uh, awesome. You know, the, yeah, well, I, I think the term I was going to use is edging, which is kind of like, <laughs> uh, too much to have to do with uh, masturbating, which is not how I meant to use it. Um, <laughs> he, he's he been getting a lot of targets. He's been the clear number one guy for the Jags this whole year. And, like, he's been kind of up and down, but it's been clear that, like, he's a guy over there, and it's just a matter of time before he's putting up big games. And so I was trading for him at the right time, and he's been putting up good games since then. Um, Calvin Ridley is like, who knows? I mean, he was super talented, and like before he put in an eight-part parlay for some reason, um, he he was you know a top twenty-five receiver in the league probably. But who knows how he's going to do when he comes back? There's not a great track record of guys just leaving the league for a year plus and then coming back and being great again. Um, so I, I like the trade for, for podcast, podcast participant and certified Joe, Jeremy. And Kirk's already the guy on that team. So I'd rather have Kirk every time. Yeah, we feel pretty good about it. I mean, we, we obviously are like trying to compete now. We have some aging running backs. Like we want, we'd rather have the asset of someone who's playing now and on the field. And, you know, we're really trying to shake up the culture here at uh, DJ's got us Waller and love. Co-owner Ross Gussler has done a great, great thing for the team of keeping guys on the field, staying disciplined, and uh, you know, getting a guy off the team like Ridley, who is a bad boy gambling on games he's participating in, was a good thing for us. Um, I will say, Kirk still does the same thing he does all the time, which is sometimes he has thirty-plus point games, and then he'll go a game where he barely gets a target. So he has variance in his own right, but we're excited about it. He's really grown on us, and quickly turning into one of my favorite players in the league. So happy to have him part of the team. Uh, okay, the next trade is also by the podcast participant as well, and mm-hmm. that is a 23-second, and the 23-third you got in the Christian Kirk trade to Chad and Sice for a Jimmy G. Yeah, um, I mean, again, perhaps some voodoo or foot, I would say, but... Um, you can say that. Yeah, I can. I, w- I would say that because I'm a Jew. Yep, yeah. you're a Jew. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, tough break. Um yeah, we. What was that, Ari? <laughs> I didn't do anything. Okay, just eating a chip. Regardless <laughs> of the injury, 
Alfred the season, obviously not what you paid for. Do you think that was a fair price, Al? Um, I think so. I, I think, I don't know. It's hard to say because I, I think I'm like tainted by the injury now. The other part of it is that like he is probably not going to be a starter next year. I mean, I guess he's good enough to be a starter. So there's, there's a world where he signs somewhere else and is a starter. Um, but seconds are like pretty valuable and it's, it's a bit of a, a roll of a dice for a guy that, uh, you know, could his utility might be over. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. willing to put the second in. So I don't know. Yeah. On our end, I think we felt pretty differently about it. Like giving up a second with a chance to win now with that offense and those weapons, like you're putting a guy who's a pretty good game manager, took them to the Super Bowl, Like, he is a very solid guy to come in and throw screens to Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey, and that was very A-OK by us. The injury is obviously unfortunate, but I would bet money that he's going to end up as a starting quarterback on the New York Jets, New England Patriots, New Orleans Saints, one of these teams next year that does not have a proven path to a quarterback. And so, again, calculate a risk for the win now, but also calculate a risk knowing he's 31. Beautiful, beautiful man. And, you know, he's going to hopefully step into a role next year. So we felt okay about it. Yeah, I, I will say, like, while I did say, like, you know, who knows if he'll be signed, like, I, I think he's proved himself to be solid enough, like, compared to some of the other quarterbacks rolling out there every weekend. One real question, though, as we're talking about Jimmy G and how he ranks as a quarterback in the league, you currently roster Russell Wilson. Yep. Ari, I think this is a fair question for you. It's not about the fantasy football league. Mr. Undy. All around. If you were to have to start as your starting quarterback, Russell Wilson or Jimmy G tomorrow, who do you choose? Like just I'm a football team? Yeah, football team. Mm-hmm. You are the current Denver Broncos and you have to start a quarterback. Who do you have to start? Nathaniel Hackett. You're Nathaniel Hackett. Right. You're in, put your mind in, in the Nathaniel Hackett body. Mm. And death is not an option. I mean. Is Brock so- Purdy an option? <laughs> no, I'd rather him. I don't know. They both stink. That's my answer. Shanahan nice. props up Jimmy G. Nathaniel Hackett brings down Russ. Switch them. It's probably the same result. They're the same. They both suck. That's my answer. It's true. I feel like Russell could do the Jimmy G. He absolutely could with Shanahan. Yeah. I think he should be put down. Brock Purdy's about to do it. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Speaking of kind of mediocre quarterbacks. The next one was Geno Smith. Same sort of situation for Jacoby Myers and a second. Uh, yeah, and this was Ari and Rafi and Mike selling Geno Smith. Um, but, yeah, Geno uh, might not have a job next year. Might ha- might have a job next year. Playing all right right now. Uh, this was a c- contending move here for, for Ari to get a quarterback. But, uh, yeah, any thoughts here, Ari? <laughs> You sure these chips aren't too loud? I'm chewing them pretty loud. But I think it's unfair to say he's not starting next year. I think he's earned himself a starting job next year for sure. Um, Jacoby Myers is good. Second round pick's good. Geno Smith also pretty good. So I don't know. I don't think it's a bad trade. I totally agree. Uh, I think it was a good move by Ari to get Geno. I mean, he's what 31, 32. He's not young, but he's a very like, he's a good starter. They're going to probably resign him to a bigger deal. And he'll be there for at least another couple of years. So I think it was a good move to lock it down. Again, two pretty solid assets traded in the process. But, I mean. I was trying to rile him up, guys. I'm trying to get this Troll 2 thing in the in the bag. 
It was too direct. It can't be direct. It has to be like the way that Jeremy did it, where he's like, oh, uh, yeah. you know, where where's Ertz on that list? And he had to like instinctively defend himself. It has to be something like that. Right. If you're prepping I've him. Been close. I'll tell you, there's been a couple times where it was in, it was. Uh, I mean, all right. Would, would you do this trade over is all I want to know. What what trade? Uh, all right. Um, all what right. kind of counts as responding in the fantasy football realm? It could be a trade of man. It could be a trade of goods. It could okay, be a Catan trade. He's also reviewing your... Dude, I've been playing a lot of Catan lately, Kevin. Woo. We should get back on the right. sticks, dude. How uh, do you feel about Jacoby as a first name like that? Mm, good question. Is it spelled with a K or a C? I mean, just the way Jacoby Myers spells it. I prefer the K. I also prefer just regular Jacob, and I prefer any other name pretty much aside on top of all of those. Did you so, enjoy uh, having him on your team? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. This guy is good. All right. Bring it, baby. Let's go. This guy is good. All right. Do anything. Uh, next one, we should spend a while on this one. Noah Brown for a 2025 third. <laughs> All right, your thoughts. <laughs> Any thoughts on <laughs> Noah Brown for a 2025 third? Do I have to say who made this trade? Uh, no. Just <laughs> the league will never be the same. <laughs> That's all I have to say about it. <laughs> all right, here's another one. Chad and Sice get a 23 second. Another, I think all the seconds are owned by Rafi and Mike and Chad and Sice. I think the second round is going to be just those two teams. Back yeah. Yeah. Uh, it'll, go, it'll go fast this year. They this got second. a second for Brady and Malik Davis. I don't care, honestly, about these trades. I don't care about them and what they're doing. I support them in their endeavors, <laughs> but I have strong feelings about the whole, we had a good team, let's break it all down and get every second-round pick in the 2023 draft. More power to you. Hope it works out. Best of luck in your future endeavors. Uh, you know, have 10 second-round picks. Have fun with that roster. Good luck. <laughs> I kind of like that response. I, 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 I share a similar... And you didn't write it down. That's what you think. I, I, I do no, want to say... write it down. I do want to say, uh, earlier in the year, I distinctively remember Chad saying that he had an offer on the table for at least a first for Tom Brady. And I, I don't know how – I think that was public to yeah, enough. Yeah, I heard that. Um, and he didn't get a first for Tom Brady. So just, you know, I'd be curious to hear his thoughts on that. And what, sh- what there. Nobody should be giving up a first for Tom Brady. He's 45. Like, Great. what are we I, talking I, about? I can wait on that a little bit. I don't know that it's true, and Chad could be a liar – but he also played himself a little bit where he said this and it may have been true, but he waited too long. He was waiting until the last minute, seeing if he could get more than a first round pick. And Ari and my teams made our respective trades for Gino and Jimmy, which crushed the quarterback market and no one was willing to give it anymore. So mm. that's, I think, part of why it fell apart and he couldn't get that much. And he had to give up Malik Davis, you know. Again, he may never recover from that. He wasn't happy about that. Ari, I know you feel really strongly about Malik Davis. What do you think? I think Malik is a cool name. With a K or a C. Okay, uh, definitely K. Malice? That's Malice. No, Malice is an E. I know, but it's basically Malice. Three trades left. Two of them are really big, big ones. And two of them are also involving Ari. Uh, The next one is Hayden Hurst for a 23 third. Uh, Not much to say here. 
If at first you don't succeed, try and try again. Okay, and then we've got kind of a blockbuster here. We traded for Nick Chubb, 25 third, gave up Devonta Smith, Traylon Burks, Tyquan Thornton, and two seconds. Let me hear it. What do we think? Tyquan Thornton? That's right. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was <laughs> you, you gave up a lot. I mean, those are like three good receivers, but you also have a ton of good receivers, and Nick Chubb is really good. So, I, I mean, I, I don't fair know. Price? I get it for both sides. Fair price? Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's a pretty fair price. I think from their perspective, they get like three legit wide receiver prospects, including Devonta and Traylon, who I think both could still be like, you know, top level wide receivers and two seconds. So they have like every second rounder now. And then you got Chubb, who is going to help you try to make a run for the final. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I think pretty fair. And I think your team also lacked some of that true running back one locked and loaded roster uh, security. And so I think they gave you Josh Jacobs slander. Well, Josh Jacobs is one, but Miles Sanders, Clyde, et cetera. Like if you're right. like some of these teams have multiple, multiple awesome, right? You're right. You're right, though. I did. I did forget about Josh Jacobs for a second. I'll yeah. apologize to you Kevin. Too, well. I know how little he, I, he gets very upset when you talk oh, negatively yeah. about Josh Jacobs. Very did you know he's 24? That's crazy to me. I thought he was like 26. Yeah, he's definitely a sneaky young guy. But, uh, Anywho, yeah, I think it was a good trade. It made sense for Kevin to go for him. Giving up Devonta as an Eagles fan feels a little sacrosanct. Weird pronunciation there. But, like, that feels weird to me. You're giving up, you know, the Slim Reaper. It's weird. But, it's uh, yeah. stung. It certainly stung a bit. Like, it's he was frustrating but very cool to have. And, uh, when honestly, did Devonta per- Smith take the Slim Reaper nickname away from KD? Who? Devonta Smith. Who's KD? Kevin Durant. Never heard of him. All right. Never mind. Go on. Uh, Burks has been kind of going off also since we did this deal, which may have, uh, if I had known this. Yeah, and you guys gave up so much for him. Yeah, you shouldn't have had him anyways, so it didn't really matter in the end. Yeah. Davis Mills, baby. Selling high. He's starting again, by the way. (laughs) Who is starting not to snitch again. I don't know. Gestures. Those were gestures. Gestures are allowed. What are we talking? What kind of gestures? Already been ruled. Signs? There was a clap and a point towards the microphone. He wanted that. He wanted somebody to call out the Traylonberg's trade. (laughs) Oh, he's snapping now. He's snapping. Okay. (laughs) This is jazz, baby. Yeah. Okay. Jazz, baby. Cool. Cool. All right. Last one here. Justin Herbert in a third for Kyler Murray, Miko Hardman, and a 24 second. So I got to say, like, watching this year, is Herbert really that guy? Yes. You know? Absolutely. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams oh, have been out all year. You're, 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 you fucking doesn't take his own yeah. advice. He's so bad. This, honestly, this would have been the one. Oh, <laughs> This would have been the one. <laughs> if Kevin jumped in on that, I don't know if I could have done uh, it. And I, was, and I was about to jump in on it, too, honestly. Uh, we had something there. Thank you, Kevin. I didn't. I love uh, you. I'm not reading the room well. No. All that other shit, meaningless. But Herbert Slander is where we start to, we start to cross the line. Might have Might have A lot of time. Uh, There's a lot of time. I, 
I would say the Herbert thing is similar to the Jamar Chase one. I know they got Kyler back, and Kyler is, you know, a running quarterback, and that's really valuable in fantasy. Justin Herbert, to me, should be in a borderline untouchable asset, even for a quarterback that's ranked not much below him. He is, like, just – I'm not a huge believer in the Chargers, and as long as he's there, I'm worried that they're not going to surround him with an offensive line and wide receivers, even though they have them. Wide receivers who can stay healthy, I guess I should say, unlike Keenan Allen, who I – fucking hate um it's it's tough i don't Shouldn't hate people hate is bad hate, I, hate is a bad word i actually want to go back in my take that was like kind of jokey i like there's something like look i think herbert's super talented but i feel like he's the most coddled like young like hot prospect quarterback ever like for how much hype he got of being like better than burrow and tua and all these guys like from the very beginning and he still hasn't done shit and like fine like there's plenty of circumstances that like make it that way but a lot of the times we don't actually we like ignore those circumstances and just say all right like you know whatever you're the quarterback you're the leader of the team you have to like make the playoffs you have to take them over like the greats uh, carry a team beyond the pieces of that team. Um, and like, I feel like we still treat Herbert kind of with kid gloves. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I was pulling up the stacks. I want to remember what it was since Herbert's rookie season in 2020, he has 23 losses, which is second most in the, in, in the NFL second to only Matt Ryan, which makes total <laughs> sense who has 28 losses. Herbert has 23. And Honestly, like, his and Burrow situations aren't crazy different. They both have some receivers around them who are very solid. I mean, Herbert also has as a good running back, as does as Burrow. They both have, like, signed good defensive free agents and things like that. It's mostly a coaching issue and, I think, an institutional issue. But the Bengals are not perennially a good franchise, yet that franchise has turned it around with Burrow as just being an absolute dog. Yeah. And Herbert's kind of soft. I think that's the key point. Does Herbert have that dog in him? Herbert, uh, say what you want. Time of the trade, more points than Kyler Murray. So, you know, I, I already got the better guy here. So, Ever yeah, or in and, and, and Herbert's, you know, he's a little older, but he's uh, more points than Kyler at the time of the deal. So he Our, get up Herbert's, Herbert's older than Kyler? I'm not. You guys just cannot get on the same page, and it is the only reason I'm still alive here. <laughs> the only reason. Ah. Uh. <laughs> wow this is so good i'm sure the listeners will absolutely agree uh, oh this is Ari, this is for me what type of dog would justin herbert be Ooh, we'll get to dogs later so i'll have to address it then <laughs> uh i also don't know anything about types of dogs i know about uh human relationships with dogs there's your sneak preview Great, can't wait. All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's go. Uh, that's it for the trades. Trade deadline is come and gone. You can trade again after the championship. So get ready for that. Um, <laughs> all right, this is a good time for rules stuff. There's been a lot of arguing about rules, mostly because we have four, uh, four, three or four teams really tanking hard given the rules we had in place, which were not all the way uh, through. And it's pretty gross. We've got a lot of fullbacks. 
in some starting lineups. We've got a lot of backup tight ends out there. We've got John Wolford out there. We've got we've got a lot of guys out there who shouldn't be playing. And uh, I, I think everybody knows this, but the, the goal was not to change the rules midseason. And we have the setting for next year that we think fixes all this, which is teams who miss the playoffs uh, based on your win-loss record. That's how the playoffs are determined. The, the six teams who miss it, max points for the inverse of that is the draft order. So even if you have uh, you know, a good record, you could still have uh, the first pick if you have the, the least max points for. Anything else to say on this? No, I, I think I'm looking forward to that change happening. I think um, I think a lot of people are upset about the tanking rules, like totally correctly. I, I mean, it was it, it's kind of rough uh, having you know three, four teams just not even trying every week, and it, like it takes away from the fun of the league. Honestly, like even when you're the one playing them, like it just it's not the fun. Week matter it's anymore. Not fun. Um, but at the same time, like, I, I think this is just, you know, the nature of the beast and like, it's growing pains for the league and like, all you can do is just address it. And I think that this is going to be a good remedy uh, to stop people from the blatant taking that we're seeing right now. Yeah, I agree. Two things on that. One, I think, A, for, from a from your perspective, Kevin, as commissioner, I think it's important to recognize that no one could have prevented this. So it's important to give you credit where credit's due of just doing a good job commissioning. And this was an inevitable thing that people are going to abuse, abuse the rules, no matter what the rules are, and find the loopholes and all that. So kudos to you for staying strong through the abuse that you've taken in the process. Kevin, 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 they had me absolutely shitting my pants last week when I thought they were starting their whole lineup as of like Saturday afternoon and Kevin and Ari really riled me up and I was a little upset. So credit to them. They got me good. Uh, glad they benched AJ Brown and everyone else and we are now in the playoffs because of it. So They, they would have beat you. They would have beaten you. You know, who's to know, Kevin? Who's to know? Maybe they played them and our team would have realized that and stepped up. Well, <laughs> So you never know. Um. Oh, okay. Thirteen minutes and thirty-two seconds left in the first quarter of the uh, Raiders-Rams game. Devonta Adams made an incredible catch. So if anyone likes a replay. Okay, and now is a great time for a little ad break, and I am going to throw it to one of our sponsors, uh, Mister Mister Sean Dow. I can't remember if it was a Rainy and Zhao. Uh, contribution, but Sean wanted me to call out some proposals for rule changes to put on the docket as part of his ad break. So no songs, uh, but but proposals. No, 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 no. Proposal number one: changing the draft order based stop, on potential stop, points. Stop, stop. We already covered that. We're doing that, Sean. I don't know why that we have to cover that again. Two: weekly prizes for top points slash most efficient manager. Thoughts. What kind of prizes? Like those Chinese finger traps, maybe? 
<laughs> we could, you know, yo-yos, um, you know, all sorts of things. Like stickers, 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 mm. keychains. I was, I got one of those finger traps like a week or two ago. I went to go do go karting, uh, and and you got trapped. And it, they're they're fun, man. They're fun. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, we'll put that on the docket. Yep. And then uh, this one was kind of interesting. And I flowed this guy by you guys over the weekend, but curious what the league thinks. Sean says the top five teams to make the playoffs should be just the top five the, nor- the way they normally are, like seeds one through five. And then the sixth seed is not based on anything other than of the teams who were not in the top five, who has the most points for. So it's saying the sixth team gets in based on, you know, a team that could have been, you know, out of all the remaining teams who has the most points for it doesn't, disregards record so that's an interesting suggestion i've never heard of that um and the the other suggestion that kind of is it it goes hand in hand with that that a lot of people do is like the median scoring per week so you get two outcomes per week uh but yeah these are both ways to reward teams with points scored um that are are scoring a lot of points for i i'm a a supporter of the median scoring um but if that were to be too controversial i do also like that alternative kind of the sixth Six playoff spot is yeah. for the most points for. Um, but I mean, I think median scoring kind of gets to the heart of that issue at a kind of larger scale. So that's my, you know, the, the issue I I'd like to support most. Um, but I think the other one's a good idea also. Yeah. I think the median scoring thing makes sense to me. Like I, obviously points for matter a lot and it's an important thing week to week, but I do think at the end of the day it is fantasy football. You are playing against another team and your win loss does matter. And so that's a vital thing. Like if you're going to add in median scoring to give you two opportunities for a win each week, that's great. But like to half-ass that and to not do that, but to just have points for matter for that six spot doesn't make sense to me. Either you go all the way and make points for really matter and have it being a median scoring outcome every week or you don't. But to like, you're shaking up all of fantasy football if you have five spots going to teams that have win-loss records and then a sixth spot to just points for. Is that like, shaking like, it up more than having two outcomes every week, though? Because that feels like a lot of shaking up, too. I, I think it's just aligning the league more in the direction that you want to be going. Um, it is shaking it up a lot. But, like, I mean, I'll use my team as an example. Like, we have a win-loss record that is good enough to get in the playoffs, but a points-four total that's not necessarily at the top of that list. Um and so you have this weird outcome where we may have like the seventh most points for, but come in third. And we may have less points for than like the team that misses out on the sixth spot because they're not the most out of the remaining teams. So it's like you get these weird outcomes where you're rewarding points for only for the bottom half of the league. I don't know. It's 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 hard to convey without like seeing like how things would play out. Yeah. But I don't think there's any right answers. Uh but yeah, I mean we this is a weird league. I, try to, I like making things like specific and weird to this league. So maybe if we all agree on something, we change it. But uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't want to rock the boat too, too much. We can score it. Yeah. Let's keep it just the way it is. And play good <laughs> fantasy defense. Week in and week out. Yeah. And and ideally, if the tanking rules, there will be less like free win-loss outcomes if more teams are trying. So, you know, maybe there aren't as many bad teams that are getting free wins with the new rules. Yeah, 
No, that makes sense. Exactly. Like the free wins piece is, is just a crazy thing that we should hopefully remove. All right. That's it for the rules stuff. Time for a little playoff preview. We'll keep it quick because we don't know all the outcomes. Um, how we want to do this. It looks like I just it looks like Don and I have the top two seeds. We 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 look like we have the top two seeds. We're gonna be uh, ten and four, and I think Don's gonna be like eleven and three, or also ten and four. So in some order, those will probably be the top two seeds, and then everything else is kind of seeding is all over the place. I mean, I think there's a world right where Don's team loses, Hall of Not the Same Name wins. And they, they only need to outscore him by 13 in that case. So that could flip, yeah. I don't know. But, we just have one person who's like not even participating or talking on the podcast because of how unlikely they think that is. So I'm kind of writing it in. Well, a, I mean, the issue with Ari's team, right, and we can get to that later, is that his, his points for differential that he has to make up is just much higher. It's like 60, yeah. So Ari's not seven. Not impossible, but... Ari seven, Link and Larry are six. Ari and Singer are seven. They need to win against Hall of Dame, and they need Link to Link and Larry to lose to Don, and then they need to make up sixty plus points, which is the only way he gets in. Yeah, I mean, there's a world, I guess. Gabe Davis can go off. Jamal Williams can go off. Um, Deontay Foreman can go off. Done. He's, he did it against me for like 30-something points. Yeah. What do you think of that cock? Did you try it yet? Uh, Ari's referring to a cocktail that he just handed us, and it's very good. Um, oh, yeah. It tastes purple. You know? It, it looks does. purple, but it also tastes purple. It does purple. look and taste purple. All right. Like, what would you say a percentage chance that you make the playoffs is? Just 1 to 100. <laughs> no comment. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, it's hard to get into all the matchups, but looking at the beginning of the year, I actually pulled this of, of when we did, we said who the playoff teams were going to be, all of us. Uh, we got a lot of them wrong. Uh, no way. <laughs> no way. All of us had me and Jeremy out of the playoffs. We're, we're, we're both locked in. Uh, so great job, Jeremy. You too. Haters going to hate. And everything else hey, was. I, I defended your team from the beginning. I will say I had you ranked the highest. You of, said of, we were a frisky, a frisky eight seed. I think is what you said. <laughs> <laughs> the highest still out of yeah, playoffs. I think that counts as uh, as being right. Yeah, a frisky eight. Actually, we all had us at eight, and our and Jeremy, you had us at a nine. But I'm not holding that against you. <laughs> I just had you as a frisky. Right? <laughs> yeah, there was that's like a frisky eight's better than a regular eight, though. Yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, we all had. Dave, Good job by you. Thank you. I think we all had Dave and Delhi in the playoffs. Besides, Ari had them just missing it. We're all wrong on that one. Um, and we all, had, a lot of us had Chad in, except for Alan. You nailed that one, Alan. Yeah. Um, and we all had Rafi and Mike in. Yeah, and I would like to hammer a point on this real quick. Um, Jeremy's mad about this one. Yeah. I, both these guys, good friends of mine, love them as people, support them as owners and their endeavors of trying to get B. John Robinson and whoever else they want to get. They had probably the best roster to like be for the present and future. They did not need to tank. 
And they traded off all these assets. They had a zillion other things now, which just totally makes sense. But they had Chubb. They had Tyreek. They had, you know, they had all, Tua. They had all these Miles things. Harris. All these, exactly, all these things. And maybe trade some of them, but like Eckler. we all had them in the playoffs because we didn't foresee them tanking and trading off all these pieces. And I still do not understand why they did that because it is possible they never have a roster as good as it was. More power to them if they do, but I still think that was a pretty, pretty bold move. I agree. I think they would have probably made the playoffs if they just kept their team. Yeah, most likely. I mean, yeah, they had a great team. And at, even if they did half of the trades, they, they still are probably in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But, um, yeah, okay, looking, I mean, we, we can maybe do another pod and break down the specific matchups next week. Um, but we could have, uh, you know, there's, there's, it's too early to tell what the matchups are going to be. Ari just likely will miss the playoffs. Kind of a heartbreaker two years in a row there to miss the playoffs for All them. All right, will you talk next week if you make the playoffs? Uh, or, or if you miss the playoffs. Maybe. We're not going to pot next week, let's be real. <laughs> We've never done back-to-back weeks. That's never happening. It's the playoffs, man. We'll see, I guess. So ask me then. You can't predict the future. Uh, what would it look like? Man. I I think I'd like to say I handled the Debo Samuel podcast last year better than Ari's handling <laughs> this this year. I'd like I to think say a, a I'd, small a small child handles getting their toy taken away better than Ari's handling the reason for this week. So I'm with you. No offense, no no argument there. <laughs> the children are our future. Let's be real. <laughs> oh man. Um. Uh, Tim. Little run here at the end, respectable. Also going to miss it. Think next year's the year for Tim. Uh, made a lot of weird trades this year, but still has uh, Jonathan Taylor and Olave, and Etienne, and, yeah. and Justin Fields, and, and Justin Fields. Fields, and he's he's got a good team. Yeah, the Justin Fields thing is huge. The Justin Fields thing is good. He's got a he's got a young, exciting team. Yeah, and he's got his first. Uh, he yeah, could Traylon Burks still, but you know, he could have Traylon oh, Burks no. instead of Davis Mills in a second, but uh, he doesn't. Um, <laughs> if you want Kyle Allen and give me a call, we can work around the trade deadline, do something nefarious. Hey, off, Kevin. Um, yeah. and then the bottom four are really the tankers, and there's a huge tank matchup this week. I don't know if you guys saw this. But it's uh, the Dos Hermanos against the Dobbies. And if the Dobbies win, they can fall to three from one, uh, which is a huge swing. And Rafi and Mike would get one if that happens, I think. Which is funny looking at their roster right now because it's not that I think that's going to happen, but they are playing currently Jamison Williams. And, man, that would be kind of hilarious if the start of Jamison Williams and his emergence as an amazing wide receiver in this league results in them accidentally winning. But... I doubt that happens. I mean, right now, as we speak, there's a big Cam Akers versus Baker Mayfield matchup happening. And Van Jefferson. Um, a lot going on. Is Baker definitely starting? Okay, so I just checked <laughs> I just I just checked my phone and we've got a controversy. Uh oh. Live on the podcast. Yeah, you guys are all witnessing this. Okay. I mean, 
To be honest, thank God it's Dos, Dos Hermanos and not uh, Love Doobies that started Baker Mayfield. <laughs> they did, or, or we would have. A it's shit funny show. that Love Doobies is on the other side of this now. <laughs> um, didn't they say Baker was going to play tonight? I think it the the report leading up was that they're going to see if Walford was healthy, and if he wasn't healthy, then Baker would play. I think honestly, the right answer is you let them slot in the quarterback of their choice in place of of Baker Mayfield. Personally, um, this was a pretty tough situation. They literally were trotting out the other quarterback, um, but I'll leave that to the commish. Hey, I mean, first strike. Is I mean, twenty dollars fab, right? If we wanted to get real dirty with it, which Love Dobby's being on the other end of this means that we shouldn't do this, <laughs> but. We could have the league pick their quarterback to drop in there, uh, have have them drop Kyler in or whatever. But uh, no, I mean, yeah. we, we said first strike is twenty dollars fab, right? Like no, I, yeah, but yeah. beyond the strike, right? Like this is a big tanking matchup, so they should have someone forced in, right? Who's playing? Uh yeah. Here we go again. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can settle this post pod, but. Fun live pod revelation here. <laughs> Glad to get the kick out of this. Aww. I'm having such a good time. I think that's why I see lighting at your in your. Yeah, you look like Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, you a ghost. Yeah, it's just just weird lighting. That's all. Is this how the sun hits your room? This is a lamp. I got a lamp up here. <laughs> Ever heard of a lamp? All right. Can we talk about something interesting now? <laughs> All right, any other football stuff from my football guys? You talk Eagles. I mean, I'm just excited for the playoffs. I think we're going to have a a very fun playoffs. Like, I think all the matchups are going to be solid. We're going to have some bangers. Um, and, you know, good luck to everyone. And I hope everyone sucks my ass because we're going to win the championship. If we do another pod with your team still alive in the playoffs, Al, will you give us a big rant? Yeah, I will yell at all of you bitches. All right, cool. Yeah. I also just want to announce that today was a very exciting day for DJ's got us Waller in love because Desmond Ritter is officially the starting quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. So I just want to announce that to the people. Um, the Usurper Supremes are, are taking over the league. Ramondre Stevenson and Desmond Ritter will lead us to the promised land. Oh, and, and reminder, not acknowledging the Desmond Ritter stuff. Sorry. Reminder, <laughs> we are playing for third place this year. There is money for third place. So just rem- remember that. Yep. All sounds good. Exciting. Yeah. We don't play for third place no, over we, here. We glad, for- glad three of the uh, the Bruce Bros and participants, uh, and participants. Can, can be on in the playoffs here. Potentially all four, <laughs> technically still possible. Although- yeah, it is still possible. Yeah, I'm kind of drunk. <laughs> You guys done yet? <laughs> and, and I'm just the participant. At least I'm a participant. No, Al's a participant too. He's not technically a co-host. Yeah, I'm. I'm a participant. He's a frequent caller. I'm also a certified chode. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all? Aren't we all? All right. Can we get? Can we, let's let's move to other topics so Ari can find. Let's me. let's get interesting. Can we talk some World Cup. No, we're not talking World Cup. But do, do something else, Ari. Argentina. Argentina. Oh. Argentina. I'm rooting for you guys. All so right. I think it's time I for... <laughs> it's the whole game. It's just scared. Let's, let's, let's get you in your element here and do a little theory theater. 
Ooh, cue the music, baby. I've Al? got a hot one here. You want to do the little jingle, Al? It's Ari's Theory Theater. Woo! Where did I put it? Uh, oh, you have notes? Oh, of course I have notes. You have written notes? I have notes for my theories. Ah. Uh, do do your, like, main one, I'm and then maybe we could do Al's, like, side idea here, too, after, so. Oh, yeah. We'll yeah. do what? Why don't we do it right now? All right. All right so. yeah, I, think, I think this is a good one to do. Well, I've teased it a bit, so, but. Yeah, so to tease uh, what my idea is here, um, we had a, a text conversation going earlier, and Ari brought up a couple of his topics, and Kevin was kind of just, like, riffing on what he thought the topics were um and so which like i think for example the alternative milks one i think he would have been able to get pretty close to like what the actual rant was uh so the game is that ari will say what he's going to do a rant about and then kevin will do a kind of like simulated ari rant on what he thinks ari is about to rant about Mm -hmm. and then ari will say yes that's right or no, and then, you know, give his own rant. I don't That's want this great. to detract from the theory theater because there's something very pure and... Agreed. Agreed. Like, yeah, it, and I think I, I've given a little bit of a hint, potentially, throughout the pod here. But uh, the theme for this theory tonight is dogs. That's all I got? Dogs. You're getting nothing else but dogs. Uh, go. Couple, couple ways I could go with this. The thing with dogs is people are people are treating their dogs better than they treat their kids. Dogs are the new kids. Millennials don't want to have kids. They just want to have a dog. They can put their <laughs> dog on Instagram. They don't have to worry about their dog all day long. They can get a dog walker. You can't do that with a kid. Come on. <laughs> oh, my God. That's better than anything I've ever done. That's great. Yeah. Easily. Amazing. I'd say you're really close, um, but not quite. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> not quite there but really really good all right so the theory is i think we need to address and reconsider how we discuss and relate to dogs as a human population now i want this to be clear this is not about dogs i like dogs i am not anti-dog but we as humans are failing in the in the following ways okay <laughs> Specifically, there's this default automatically with all dogs. If someone says dog, the response is good. If you say anything about a dog, everyone's always like really excited, really happy. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, it's so good. It's perfect all the time. Everything's amazing. We don't do that with people. There's good people. There's bad people. There's people in the middle, right? Dogs are the same way. It should not be auto dog gets brought up. Dog equals good. I think that's total bullshit. There's annoying dogs. There's yappy dogs. There's gross dogs. There's really just like ugly dogs. Like they, um, they're not all cute because they're dogs. It's bullshit. And I think we need to kind of reconsider how we handle that. I think there's an element of also something to consider here, which we do in humans we just assume it's good because they're cute generally. And it's kind of like the same thing where like, if a human is attractive, they can do whatever they want. Right. And it's like the same thing with dogs. And I think we need to just like readjust, like don't just assume it's good. Maybe it's bad. It easily could be bad. There's bad dogs. There's ugly dogs. What is bad? 
just the concept. Like, if anyone says they're not a dog person, they're a bad person. What That's about really what, what about to. stories where dogs are clearly like? There's things out there where dogs hurt people or or things like that. Like, there's you never there's, hear about that. You never hear about that. It's like, oh, I'm bringing my dog over. Oh my god, amazing! I'm so excited. Nothing wrong. Nothing bad will ever happen. It's perfect. Bring the dog. No, not the case. Dogs ruin things often. I've been woken up to dogs. It's not fun. I want to sleep. All right, I'm flipping this over to the only one of us that owns a dog right now, Uncle Al. Let's hear it. Well, okay, so I will say, I, I, I think the positivity about dogs is more like I think dogs are awesome, right? For the most part, I, I think dogs are great. Agreed. Adorable. Dogs they make are the you best. happy, right? At the same time, See, this is the rhetoric. At the talking. same time, I do think that there is an issue with, and I think Ari, you'll agree with this, with the people, right? Where it's like, I think because dogs have this like aura around them, people think they can just have a dog and like, you know, just do whatever they want. And just by proxy of them having a dog, then that's, that's it. Like I own a dog. That's it. Some people don't raise their dogs. Well, a lot of people don't raise their dogs. Well, and then their dogs misbehave. And then it's annoying. Like a lot of times it's like, frankly, super annoying to be around certain dogs um, because, and it's not the dog's fault. Like the dog is still an adorable, pure soul for the most part. It's not about the dog. It's just that the person training them didn't train them properly. And so now we're all fucking annoyed because the dog's barking all the time. So, I I mean, I think she's hungry. Oh, it's she's hungry. So fuck you. The dog is annoying. Right. I will say, so I'll go both. On one hand, I think we're right to be like dogs are the best because they are the best. But also I think we coddle kind of the dog owners a bit too much and like the misbehaving dogs when like, it's true that we should as a people be able to call out when a dog is like clearly misbehaving or clearly annoying everyone and say like, all right, sorry, like you didn't train your dog well enough for it to be here. So it shouldn't be here. Love that. It's a good summary. Where do you stand on ugly dogs? Do they exist? Ugly dogs, of course they exist. Sometimes, the thing about dogs, and this is why dogs continue to be great, sometimes dogs are so ugly that they just... No, that's such bullshit. No, it's not. That's spoken like a true not-dog guy. Something that is so ugly, it's cute, does not exist. (laughs) Dogs... I don't know, if you're seeing like a really ugly, like, old person, you're like, man, this person is objectively not, like, something I'm enjoying looking at, but it reaches a point where you're like, wow, this is cute. I often enjoy a dog that's super ugly, because you're like... This is funny. Like, I, yo, is oh, funny I laugh thing. at it. I'll laugh at it all the time. Maybe I'll get in its way when it's walking by me on the street. Oh. But, but that's not cute. It doesn't make it cute. <laughs> so you're going to bully the ugly dog? <laughs> I mean, I bully the ugly people. I bully the ugly dog. I am the only sane one here. I treat everyone as they should be treated. Oh. <laughs> it's lower class or upper class. It sounds like your whole point. Alan's Hopefully nobody point. aggregates that. Yeah, Jesus. Um... <laughs> It seems like your point is an Alan point is actually that it shouldn't be the the attention shouldn't be directed towards the dogs for being bad and annoying. Maybe when they're ugly, sure, but if we're being annoying, you should be targeting all your hatred towards the owner. So whenever like, it, dog, it is, yeah. So when a dog does something annoying and you're like, "Stop yapping at me," it shouldn't be the dog that you're like, "Shut up." You should direct that energy directly in the eyes yeah. of the person. Yeah, and I do, dog. I do. I just I'm often a coward, but that's I've where I'm. I've seen you be a coward. Yeah. I think you need to step up. That's where I. That's where my anger lives is with the owner. It's their fault. But there we go. It's easy to yell at a dog. Shut up, dog. It's yeah. much harder to look at the owner and be like, 
Hey, you know that you have like dedicated some time and a lot of your identity to raising this dog. You've completely failed. It sucks. Yeah. Big hat alert. Be better. Yeah. Your no, dog I, I, I think that that's what we should all be doing. I don't think it should just be on me. I think I, we should I all do that. Well, given it's your theory, I think you should lead by example. I'm trying. I'm trying to be better. Two things. Did anybody just see the Brian Robinson big hat on the screen? Oh, no. yeah. That was really and good. I am seeing Mark Davis and Ice Cube, and Mark Davis is doing like a weird alien peace sign thing right now. Yeah. Big hat was great. The yeah. big hat thing was cool. And then, sorry, this is no, a little wait, bit of a tangent. Wait, no. What? Yeah, tangent. I think we're about to say the same thing. So. Oh, we're not. But let's <laughs> keep going. Let's. I know what you're going to say now. Keep, go with it. Okay. So we had an idea watching football this weekend related to the big hat. Um, there's been some talk about us creating a trophy for the league. Um, and so our thought was every year, each of the two league winners would receive a big hat embroidered with, I don't know, like league champion and the team name that, that part we can figure out. But point is league winners receive a big hat customized, uh, celebrating their league victory. I think that'll be much more useful than a trophy. And like we did the math, I think it would end up costing like the league members, like an extra, like seven to $10 a year um in order to to keep that going yeah and so and it's wearable it's like a ring when we have a a league banquet we can all show up in our big hats yeah exactly when we have our banquets uh we can show we can show up in our big hats the only downside which we discuss is like if this business goes out of business in like two years then we might be shit out of luck and have to correct then we pivot yeah then we pivot it's true i'm sure there will be another big Clothing accessory company. Some <laughs> other previously shot running back has the all <laughs> So true. So true. We'll be okay. Do uh, you have another point about my theory? Yeah. This is a minor, just picking a nit here. Yeah, uh, that's what this is for. Didn't you on this podcast, or maybe not, I don't remember, but you have a whole thing about cute actually means something else. I've never, actually, I've never actually done that, but yeah. Okay. You mean small. Yeah, people, most people, when they say cute, they mean little, which is actually, I think you were describing when you were talking about that ugly old person. The only reason they would be cute is if they're really small. No, no, I'm talking about big, ugly. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, you're not talking people. about so that. So you don't think that any big dogs could be described as cute? No, no, that's not, you're, you're, you're merging two things. The, a separate theory is most of the time somebody says cute, they mean little or small. Not 100% of the time, most times. When someone brings at a restaurant a small dish of ketchup and they're like, oh my God, that's so cute. It's like, no, it's a dish of ketchup. It's just small. You mean small. That's what I'm referring to. Okay. Okay. Got it. Clear. We're good. And sub, quick sub theory on the dog piece that I want to run by you guys that I've been thinking about a lot. And Alan may not love this part as a dog owner. Kevin also, family dog owner. Jeremy, I think your family, your, your mom has a dog, right? Yeah. yeah. So no one's going to like this. And this is, again, part of the issue with my whole thing is everyone's against me automatically because I don't say, oh, the dog is amazing. It's perfect. Oh. I think buying a dog, like what you're doing, you're purchasing a dog usually, right? That's the, that's the mechanism. You give someone money, they give you a dog, right? That's what's happening. As, as opposed to what? A trade, a, some sort of barter. Finding one. Finding one. Finding one. Finding one. Yeah. Primarily. Yeah. You could trade anything for anything. Uh, I think when you buy a dog, you're really just purchasing unconditional love in some sort. It's not to say you don't feel love in other ways through from other people. Great. I think it's a little bit of a cheat code for a lot of people. It's like, 
not feeling the love right now, so I'm just going to buy it. I'm just going to buy a bunch of love because this thing is just going to love me forever. Your thoughts? I think that's absolutely right, and I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And I think everyone who buys a dog, a little sad. Tell you, not yeah. a little sad. No, I think because you know. I reject the first part of your premise that says you're doing this because you don't feel any love, right? Like, no, not 100 percent of the time. Not obviously, necessary to the result of it. Which, yeah, I mean, it, you're you're buying happiness in a lot of ways. Which, like, what are you spending your money on if not something that's going to make you happy? Not a little sad. Just a little, little smidge of sadness. No sadness in there. All right, just me then. There's pure joy in a fluffy package, and yeah, nothing buy, wrong ever. Why do you buy anything that you like? You know, why would you buy? Yeah. yeah, isn't most of the time when you spend your money on something, it's at at its core in order to make you happier? Oh, Baker Mayfield's in. It's baby. Just Let's this go. Just I okay, totally. So we're good. Yeah, nailed that. I nailed that as a commissioner on the pod. I just He's so tiny. That's all and are you trying to are you saying he's cute? He's cute. He's cute. He's very cute. He could be cute. Uh yeah, no, I think it's fine. I just I've I've wondered that. Is it like a little, a little sad? I think relative to your other theories, this one is less of an aha, Ooh. this is something new. I think pretty much Ooh, Baker Zing. I think anyone who's a dog owner would fully admit that part of what they're doing in getting a dog is obtaining this unconditional love and they're very okay with that okay so oh. it is a ha um aha in a sense All right. that, we've been doing 20 minutes on dogs we need a new theory i didn't, didn't know that that was considered to be a thing i thought you were buying something else something that shits all over your house yeah something that's fucking yapping and i will morning, say some people some people buy dogs because they need dogs to do things around their farms that's, yeah i mean that's obviously a different <laughs> that's what animals are for and I support those people most of all. Those people are the are the real reasons. Or watch exist. watch those dogs. Those are the reasons dogs are on this earth. Those are the reasons God gave us dogs. Next theory. To, 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 to shepherd. We got anything else? You're so fucked editing this tomorrow. Yeah, Kevin. thanks, guys. This was on purpose. Oh wait, we have uh, your letterbox lounge and Alan's. Uncle Alan's yeah, crazy you know, you know what? I have a little bone to pick about the Letterbox Lounge. How many it's times? Your, your have Letterbox said, Lounge. How many times have I done the Letterbox Lounge? Two, maybe three. <laughs> Probably three times. How many of you have watched any of the movies I've recommended? I watched uh, Troll Two. Alan I watched thirty about, minutes of Troll Two. Not I heard about it. You, you told me to stop watching. Regardless, you're one for three. That's pretty good. What are the other ones? Can you name Barbarian and yeah. Prey? And a movie you said wasn't good or yeah. bad. Prey well, was a terrible review. Okay. I'm sorry I didn't watch Barbarian. Here's my thing. Those are all three, one, two, three, top of my list of next movies to watch. I just don't watch movies. But they're absolutely the next movie I watch is absolutely one of those three. <laughs> yeah, right. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, no I'm lock- I haven't watched the movie since we started this podcast. Also, Ari is watching Troll 2 tomorrow because he weighed in on the fantasy movie. No, he did not he talk. He said Zach was the fourth best title. He did not talk. He did not say do you guys anything. want me to do a Letterbox Lounge? If you've got yeah, one. I want to hear it. Yeah, my issue, Kev, is your Letterbox Lounges are all too scary for me. So uh, I need something a little more, uh, a little more light. I love it. And I'm telling you, it's top of my list. I just haven't watched any movies. The, yeah, the, I'm just saying I'm soft. So no, I, I know why you can't watch Troll 2 is not scary. I don't know. Uh, J- Jeremy, as your friend, Tro- Troll 2 is not scary. No, it is not scary. 
It is not a scary it's, movie. Honestly, I really like. It's hilarious. I, I don't watch a lot of movies either, but like Troll Two really has stuck with me in terms of being like an enjoyable experience. Didn't we just go over this conversation of cooping yourself out of fear? Right. I'm a little bit scarred. No, there's no. I promise you, there's nothing fear about it. Um, but even if you know he's a poop yourself guy, right, I was gonna say I have. Even movies. if you know you're, he has a history, I, it's true. Okay, so here's what I'm gonna do for Letterbox Lounge. I'm gonna let you guys in on a little. Little project I've been working on. I worked oh, on it all through the month of November. Um, no, not box. November. No, it's called Al Pacino November. Uh, oh, that really me, rolls right off the tongue. It does. I just, it does. Yeah. I just watch all Al Pacino movies through November, and I'm wow. probably going to do that every November for the rest of my life. Is my plan. Um, well, there's something to look forward to. But here's the deal. He's got a lot of movies. I wasn't able to watch all of them, so I'll just rattle off the ones I watched. How many does he have? Oh, Al Pacino? He's probably been Wait, are you counting, like, he has to be, like, a star? Or just, like, in the movie? I'm starting with the starring roles. (laughs) So how many is he a star in? Kevin, have you heard of Scarface? I've heard of that. I've seen it. I have. Did you watch it last month? No, I didn't, because I I was trying to watch ones I hadn't seen before. All right, hit us with what you got. All right, I watched Cruising. (laughs) Pretty good. Sea of Love. Eh. Solid. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Uh, I've heard of that Very one. great things. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, Pretty. Scent of a Woman. Meh. Um, next page here. Donnie Brasco. Oh. Good. Very good. That was Donnie Brasco, f- great movie. Also set in Williamsburg. Hmm, yeah, really yeah. Good DJ named yeah. Don too. Donnie Brasco. Yeah, that is. It's true. You, DJ Donnie Brasco. You yeah. beat me to it, uh, Al. That was my favorite of all the ones yeah, uh, that's that a I great watched. Movie. And then I finished off with The Godfather, uh, which I have seen before, but um, also very good. Uh, nice. But Donnie Brasco. I'll add them great. all to my list. Uh, yeah, so those you are. You didn't watch Heat? So, like, Heat's in, like, I, I know Heat really well I, i've seen yeah. heat a bunch of times it's that's, in his top 50 yeah it's in my top 50. like i love heat oh, wow. that, that might be his best movie not godfather um non his best non-godfather but yeah al pacino <laughs> al pacino november so uh are you gonna do 30 minutes on tulsa king now <laughs> dude i would need i would need it i might have to launch a separate tulsa kev pod to, uh, <laughs> oh, I love that. Bring you guys up on Tulsa King. I mean, where do you even begin? Tulsa King. <laughs> oh, you almost have to now. That name is so Yeah, I, I honestly would watch Tulsa King just to like I also would produce the Tulsa Kev podcast. The Tulsa Kev. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I got. I mean, that's those. that was kind of a... Okay. Lo- it was like long. a a kind of group letterbox. Yeah, thematic. Yeah, a, a themed. Yeah, yeah. So, segment. Al, you want to do your big bet of the week? Yeah. So, and it's time for big, sexy, uncle, uncle crazy, slagging away, slagging away. Undefeated, right? Still undefeated. Still undefeated. 
we're week 14 or 15 or somewhere late in the season, and he has not got one wrong yet. Not gotten one wrong. Okay. And he hasn't bet every week. But uh, if you bet every not, every not six not weeks, you're going to be a rich man. Too much math. Too much math. Too much math. Yeah. Yeah. Too much math will make a man. Too much math will make a man go crazy. Luckily, I'm not here to give you math. I'm not here to give you numbers. I'm here to give you winners. Lock. That's what I do. Okay. Lock so far, in. if you bet $250,000 on every <laughs> single one of my bets, you'd be a millionaire right now. Okay. Wow. Uh, yep. The mo- or, no, still like a million. I think like maybe <laughs> one point. Done. Maybe one point. Yo, get five. get closer to the mic, Al. I can't hear you. You're quiet. Right, uh, maybe maybe one point two five million. I think. I think okay. we're five and zero. Um, either way. Very exciting. Good for me. You got to be louder. There's something wrong with the audio. Oh, God damn it. Sorry. Hello? How are we hearing? That's a little better. Okay. Hopefully all we right. didn't lose all of this. Yeah. That's, That's way better, way better, way better. Okay. We were talking some good stuff here. Yeah. Anyways, as a summary, I think we're 5-0 and right now. Um, shout out to all my haters. Uh <laughs> <laughs> smash like and subscribe yeah for tear me down um you only inspire me uh to do my best (laughs) nice this week's big sexy uncle al lock of the week we've got minus two at home a nice division rivalry these guys there is no love lost when these teams match up the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers. We got the Steelers minus two at home against the Ravens. Let's fucking You're going go. With the Steelers? We're going with the Steelers. Wow. So, no Lamar. No Lamar. So that's, you know, a big part of it. Huntley did not look great last week. I mean, he, he's Huntley is a perfectly capable backup. Didn't look great. Also, the other part that was really I was struggling with here is T.J. Watt looks like he may not be healthy for this game, mm. which would really suck. Um, but either way, the Steelers kind of own the Ravens recently. I think they've won the last four against the Ravens. Mm. Um, and this is going to be a dogfight. Like, you see the Ravens and the Steelers, no matter what the situation is, this is going to be a dogfight. And the Steelers have been playing well. If T.J. Watt does play, I think they're 3-1 and one with him starting the game. Um both against the spread and straight up. So they've been great with him. Their defense has been much more solid lately. Uh, and you saw the Ravens struggle to beat the Broncos last week. And the Steelers are not the Broncos. The Steelers might have the offensive capability of the Broncos, but they have so much more dog than the Broncos do that I don't even know how to put that into words. So they're minus two at home. Honestly, the only thing that scares me is that they're going to win by one point instead of two points. Um, but I think they'll win by a field goal here, a nice twenty to seventeen uh, against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, yeah, you but, said you can't put it into words. I can put it into words or word lock. That's goddamn right. Ari. Wow, way, to, way to put it into word, man. Lock. I'm putting that into word, and the word I choose is lock. Lock. Woo-hoo. Wow. Yeah, All right. That's That's it. Bruce Brothers Football Freaks. 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 Freaks.
Freaks, 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 Freaks.